Hi, everyone. I'm Barrett Guillen, and this is Unlocking Us. Y'all, this is such a special episode. It's our very first live Unlocking Us. We were a podcast that launched in the pandemic, so we really haven't been out and about in the world, and it's a big moment for us. 19 months later, coming to you live from ACL Fest. ACL Fest is a legendary music festival run by Austin City Limits and C3 Presents each fall in Austin, Texas, and we loved being there. They actually asked Brene to headline their new podcast stage called Bonus Tracks, and so she reached out to Brett Goldstein to be her special guest. We totally thought that maybe a few people would show up, but oh my gosh, guys, thousands of you showed up and you were chanting, don't worry, you're going to hear everybody in a minute. You should know that this was definitely a live podcast event at a festival. You'll hear the audience in the background, sometimes in the foreground, and guys, you'll even hear Doja Cat in the background. It was amazing, and it was so fun, and there was so much energy. Fair warning, it is definitely a festival atmosphere. One more small, maybe big warning is Brene's interviewing Brett Goldstein, the beloved Roy Kent on Ted Lasso. Oy! And you should know there's a good amount of cursing, especially cursing in British. So if you're offended by British curse words or global curse words or curse words in general, this might not be the podcast for you. But it was so much fun. And such a huge thanks to Brett Goldstein and the entire ACL Fest team. This definitely will not be our last live recording. Let's move on into festival mode and get ready for some fun with Brett Goldstein at the ACL Fest in Austin, Texas. We're so glad you're here. Hi, I'm Johanna Ferreira, content director of Pop Sugar Juntos. Juntos is all about celebrating Latinx culture, pride, our many intersectional identities, and joy. Thanks to support from Prime, there's so much to get into over at Juntos this month. From conversations with the Latinx minds behind our favorite new movies and resurrected TV shows, to thoughtful celebrity commentary, and exclusive interviews with some of the biggest Latin music artists today. And it doesn't stop there. Get more of the music, movies, and shopping you love on Prime. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more of whatever you're into from streaming to shopping and get all of our latest coverage at PopSugar.com slash Juntos. Con amor, Johanna. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Before we jump in, we're going to learn a little bit more about Brett, but also you guys know Our wonderful intro music was written by Gina Chavez and Carrie Rodriguez. They've been on Unlocking Us and you know them. They were so amazing and they came to the festival and did the Unlocking Us intro song live on the stage with Brett and Brene. They also even wrote intros for each of them backstage and sang them. You're going to hear them when the podcast starts and they're amazing. 
We're so grateful for you, Gina and Carrie. Thank you for coming. It was so fun. A little bit more about Brett. Brett's a breakthrough creative force on screen and off. He has emerged as one of Hollywood's most sought after multi-hyphenates, an actor, a creator, a writer, a producer. He is a series regular writer and co-producer on Apple TV Plus's Emmy and Peabody award-winning comedy series, Ted Lasso, for which Goldstein won the 2021 Emmy Award for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series for his scene-stealing performance as Roy Kent, as well as two Writers Guild of America Awards as part of the show's writing team. He's currently in the writer's room for season three. Brett also most recently co-created, executive produced, and wrote the AMC limited series Soulmates, which debuted in October 2020. A fixture for UK audiences on screen, he starred in and co-wrote the 2015 cult favorite superhero comedy, Super Bob. Also a gifted stand-up comedian, he began performing in comedy clubs in 2006, and since then he has toured extensively across the UK, creating and performing original one-man shows. He remains very connected to his comedy roots and continues to perform in comedy clubs across London, Los Angeles, and more. Brett also hosts a podcast called Films to be Buried With, which he recently celebrated over 2 million streams. Brene was also a guest on that podcast, guys. It was so hilarious. You guys should listen to it if you get a chance. He received his degree in film studies from Warwick University and then studied acting at the American Academy of Dramatic Art in New York City, and he currently resides in London. He's here, he's there, he's every you-know-where. He was at ACL Fest with us. Welcome, Brett Goldstein. All right, so um, I'm so honored. For, for those of you who don't know, uh, Carrie Rodriguez and myself were very graciously invited by Renee Brown to co-write the, the theme music for her podcast, Unlocking Us. Can we get some Unlocking Us love? Um, and it was, well, it truly changed our lives, um, to not only be connected to Brene, but to be connected to so many of you, um, and she actually ended up having us on the podcast, and so Brene is one of those people that practices what she preaches, and she's a beautiful soul, and that's why you're all here, of course. <laughs> so they invited us also to introduce, uh, Brene and Brett today, and, they gave me some bios to read, and, and I thought maybe we could do something a little different. So, so we just wrote this backstage. All right, so this is a... Uh, Brett, this one's yours. I'm not sure if you're listening. This one's for you. Let's get a little Roy Kent chant going on. Roy supporting our friend Ted <laughs> for supporting our friend Ted he wrote a lot of shit that was said 
He's super sexy, that Roy Kent. But his, but his real first name is Brett. Sorry, we just wrote this backstage. Here we go. All right, so, Brene, this one's for you, wherever you are. <laughs> cool, all right, here we go. She puts it all out on the line. She's not afraid to speak her mind. Her name is Brene, she's on our side. Stay awkward, brave and kind. Stay awkward, brave and kind. Sing it with us now. Awkward, brave and Fucking mental. I mean, genuinely fucking mental. <laughs> Listen, I gotta say, I like Austin. I went for a run this morning. It looks like the vibe here is like everyone's cool, but they get shit done. It's like. <laughs> It's like everyone's sort of cool, but also like they could build you a treehouse like that. They're like, I got a digger in the back, you know what I mean? Well, welcome to ACL. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for asking me. When uh, Renee Brown slips into your DMs, uh, you have to say yes. It's a great honor to be here. Thank you. Yeah. I want to remind y'all that we're recording a podcast, so if you scream something out, make it very clear and audible. Okay. 
It's just a nice chill vibe, isn't it? Yeah, like, it's, it's, yeah I've never done this. is our first live podcast. Yeah. 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 And when ACL reached out and said, will you do a podcast live at ACL? And I said, yeah, that sounds fun. Can I invite anybody I want to invite? And that's when I slid into his DMs. It's a pretty great day. It's a pretty great day. All right, let's get started. Y'all ready? Yeah! Okay, I got a lot of questions. Ted Lasso. Yeah. I've heard of it. You've heard of it? Writer, producer, actor, now Emmy Award winner. Okay, okay. All right, okay. <laughs> Let me just be really honest. Is yeah. this weird for you? Is this weird? Yeah. Of course it's fucking weird. Look at this. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this madness. I mean, what are we all doing with our lives? Uh, yes, it's very weird. Is this weird for you? Are you used to this now? Oh, it's always weird for me. I always, like, I kept calling them at ACL saying, what if nobody comes? And then it'll just be the two of us. And then that's okay, we'll chat. Yeah, yeah. It's a podcast. No one needs to be here. No one needs to be here. Yeah. Um, so it's always weird for me. Yeah. yeah. And I'm always grateful. So thank y'all. This is huge. I really appreciate it. Yeah. It's quite the turnout. I feel like we should be playing instruments. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, like, okay, my first question. Yeah. I just want y'all to know, if you listen to the podcast, you know I, 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 I asked for five songs, right, for the mini mixtape. We'll get there at the end. Totally cheated. He cheated. And, and you don't even know that I'm aware that you cheated. I did cheat. You think you're going to get away with that bullshit with me? That you're, that you're going to Billy Joel cheat me? We'll get there, okay. But here's what my first question for you. So yeah. I'm reading a tweet last week that says, ACL's really cool, but the band names are so effing weird. Like, this is the weirdest of them all. Brene Brown and Brett Goldstein. <laughs> I was like, Wow. That's if a great we were name. a band, yeah. what would we be covering? Like, what would we be playing? I'd be on bass, uh, silent and moody at the back. <laughs> you'd be up front, fucking ripping it up. <laughs> and you'd be doing dancing and like people would be going mad and, and I would just stay completely still, just don't, 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 staring at. Okay, what songs would we be singing? If we were covering people, what bands would we be covering? Spice Girls. <laughs> Spice Girls, All Saints, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> what would we be covering? You tell me. I don't know. I, You're I, the front man. Yeah, we do some Stevie Nicks. Yeah, we do some Stevie Nicks. Some Rolling Stones. Yeah, we do Rolling Stones. Beatles, could we do? The Beatles. The Beatles. The Beatles. Uh, we could do. What? Mumford and Sons. Mumford and Sons, yes. Yes, they're very good, yes. We could do the Beatles. I give you two songs. Yeah. Which would you pick? I know all the words to come together. Okay, we can open with that. And, and, we, and we'll close on Let It Be and just keep it, it going. Close on yeah. Let It Be. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have a nice time. We'll have a nice time. But yeah. just... And I'm doing all the work. You're like doing the all the work. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
All right, here's what I want to know. This is real, these are real questions. Yeah. The creative process on Ted Lasso. Yeah. First of all, yes. let me say on the record, I have nothing to do with the show. So if you don't like the way shit's going down, don't send me any messages. I, people, you know, people are invested now. Yeah. And they have opinions. You know what makes me uh, slightly, I've read a lot of tweets. Uh, I don't know how, how, how caught up everyone is, so I don't want to spoil no, it. No spoilers. No spoilers. All right. End of discussion. Yes. <laughs> but tell me about the creative process and tell me if you ever think to yourself, man, this is going to piss off a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, I sort of, I'm, the, the thing I'm proud of in season two is that we had a plan and we're sticking to it. And when we were writing season two, season one hadn't come out, so we didn't think anyone would watch it. And so we were like halfway through writing it when it came out and people started saying, I want this, I want that. And we were like, you ain't gonna get it. Uh, uh, and so there's, there's things in it that I think, you know, people may not want, but then you have to trust like, we did a thing the first time that you liked, so stick with us. <laughs> and, it, and I also think if we did do what everyone wanted, you'd be disappointed. You'd be like, yeah, it's all I, right. I think that's... Thank you. I think that's true. Yeah. Tell me how the creative process works and is it as fun as we all imagine, right? Don't you imagine it being like really... Like... It, is fun, it is fun, but what is... Uh, the, the truth is in the writer's room, there's a lot of talk Honest, and you're going to think there's a lot of talk about you we talk about you a lot uh, like for a show that's fun there's a lot of chat about Esther Perel and Brene Brown and, and like and uh, you know people it's the whole thing you talk about of being vulnerable there's a room of, of many of us and everyone at some point you have to share in the room and you have to like be vulnerable and hope everyone's not going to take the piss out of you and you know mostly they do but <laughs> Uh, you, you, so a lot of the chat is like philosophical and about relationships and about psychology and, and then you just add jokes. The, jo really? the jokes bit's kind of easy. It's the, it's the, it's the real stuff. That's the hard. Yeah. So I thought it was like, I didn't picture it like that. I pictured it being like, okay, knock, knock. And then like, who's there? And then someone says a funny joke and they're like, no, no, here's who's yeah, here. Yeah. Like, Eventually, it gets, when, when you're doing like uh, rewrites and you, you can, you know, people are pitching in on jokes and stuff, it, get, it gets to that point. But most of it is, I think you'd, you'd probably be like, wow, these people are fucking serious. <laughs> like, I mean, it, loads of it, we're laughing, but there's also, someone will cry at some point, you know. Do you talk about a character's hero's journey? Do you talk about yes. those things a lot? Yeah, we talk about all that. It, there is a thing in, you know, it's always been... Like, Jason had a very clear vision of what the show was from the beginning, and we are really sticking to, the, to that vision. And then it's, so it's sort of, we know where the end is, so it's like, how do we get there? And I think most of what Ted Lasso is, is we take someone you don't like, and hopefully, you know, everyone has, has their reasons for why they are the way they are. And, yeah. uh, and we try and dig into that and try and make them forgivable. I read. Yes. That... You were brought in as a writer on the show. Yeah. And you started reading the script, and you thought to yourself, 
I'd be a damn good Roy Kent. I guess so. I mean, I didn't think of it like I'd be a I just was like, this is in me. It was like a calling. It was like, I got to try. And so how did you pitch yourself? Oh, I made a, uh, I didn't tell anyone because it's embarrassing. And (laughs) and we were in the writer's room and I don't want anyone to, uh, because imagine we're all friends, we're all around a table and someone goes, I think I could play. (laughs) And you'd be like, all right, mate. yeah, I reckon. And it would have just been awkward for everyone. So I waited until the end of season one writing and I did a self-tape of like five scenes and I emailed them and I said, if this is embarrassing, I will never ask. I will never ask that you saw this email. You can just ignore it. And then, but if you like it, I secretly think I, I could play Roy. And then, yeah, well, thanks. Thanks very much. Yeah, I mean, think about what a vulnerable moment that is. Like, how much courage it took? Well, it was sort of like, I think that there's a thing, when I look back on it, I go, there's so many moments of Ted Lasso that are like magic, like truly where you go, I don't really understand how this happened, but I don't know if I'd have, I haven't done that a lot. It's not like every job I've had, I'm sending secret videos going, yeah, 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 me for this. Like, it was quite bold, but I truly felt it like this feels... Like, it's, it's a thing I should be doing. And then every part of making it, like, I always talk about this, but, like, when uh, Rupert first appeared, when it was Anthony Head, we were filming, and uh, Rupert did his first thing, and he shouted at the gala. And it was like, that is the guy we've written, and he sort of was magic. It was, like, exactly as we'd visioned it. And, and Jason and I were like, this is magic. And then there were things like going to Wembley Stadium, which may not mean much here, but... That's a fucking, yeah. I like, mean, I'll granted, tell you about all, not, the, all the tough Austin guys. It's not Austin Football Club, yeah. but it's, yeah. All, all of us, all of the footballers, when we walked out onto Wembley, we all cried. It was real, real magic, like, so much of it. And then this, this shit is magic. Like, you know what I mean? You don't plan it. Like, you just want to make the thing and then hope that someone watches it. Is there ever a conflict? In the, I mean, I know there's healthy tension, and I think creativity is born of healthy tension. But uh, is, there, is there anyone that's like, this has to go this way? Well, uh, I think we're all, we're a team, but it's Jason's vision. So at the end of the day, it's his final, he's always like the final paintbrush, you know what I mean? And we're chucking stuff in. I don't think, I don't think we've ever massively disagreed on anything. Because it's a thing of trust, isn't it? It's like... I don't want to be like, he's very good. <laughs> like, he's really fucking good. Yeah. And, uh, and so when he, when he has an idea, he has a thought, it's like, that's probably the best idea. You know what I mean? Like, we should probably trust this because look how far it's got us so far. You know what I mean? Tell us about, without spoilers, right? Yeah. No spoilers. Tell us about Roy Kent's journey. Well, Roy's like, Roy, Roy's like a, He's a cauldron of emotion, and he doesn't want anyone to know that. And so his, the, I think the reason his voice is like that is because he's stuffing it all down. Because if he, if he let it out, he'd fucking be a mess, you know what I mean? So every, everything is held in. <sighs> <laughs> What are we doing? They, they like the grunt. 
What are we doing with our lives? <laughs> this is it. One yeah. thing I have taken from season one is if something, it's really terrible actually of myself. It'll just ruin your wholehearted vision of me. But um, if something shitty happens to someone that's pissed me off, yeah. the first thing I think is cheers. Right. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Just do that. Cheers. 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 Oi. That's it. Okay, is this true or false? Go on. That before Roy Kent, you actually played mostly sensitive men. Nice, sweet boys. Uh, (laughs) I was always playing. I was always playing the nice, sweet boys. Uh, Yeah, in 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 England. I mean, yeah, I was basically kind of stereotyped in England as. As you you bring me in and I'll be like oh sorry and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah that's it. sorry you all right like <laughs> thank you <laughs> I'm very fond of you uh, do you have fun with Roy I fucking love playing Roy like in a, you, I, you can tell right. I, I love, I, I am so grateful every day. Like, I love it. I really feel like, you know, it's a, it's a once in a lifetime. To be on a show that I love and to play a part that is that great. I mean, I, I am the luckiest guy in the world. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I don't think it's disgusting. Right. Okay. Let me ask you this question. I've got mild concern. Okay. What is your fixation with the Muppets? Wait, have you got beef with the Muppets? Do I have beef with the Muppets? I don't like the two old grouchy assholes that sit in the balcony. Yeah, yeah, sure. Statler and Waldorf, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you love the Muppets, like. I love the Muppets, yeah. Tell me. Uh, Well, because the Muppets are like us. Like, we're (laughs) we're the Muppets, like as in, the, the beautiful, I think that they're, I don't want to, this is going to sound so pretentious, like, let me explain the Muppets. Uh, Go ahead. Well, it's like, the, the secret of the Muppets is they're not very good at what they do. Like, Kermit's not a great host, Fozzie's not a good comedian, Miss Piggy's not a great, like, none of them are actually good at it, but they fucking love it. And, and they're like a family and they like putting on a show and they have joy. And because of the joy, it doesn't matter that they're not good at it. And, and that's like what we should do be. Muppet. That's aspiration. Okay. Yeah. Is it true, true or false? Yeah. That your life will be made if you get to perform with the Muppets? Yeah, I, I, I will happily get hit by a truck afterwards and be done. Like, that's it. And what would you like to do with the Muppets? Anything they ask. <laughs> I'd do, I do anything they ask. So I saw, this yeah. is on YouTube, I saw you performing a one-man show yeah. for a Parkinson's nonprofit in the UK where yeah. you do the entire Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any part of that you'd like to share with us? <laughs> I, I, it, well, yeah, it was a charity thing. Uh, it was a Christmas show. They asked me, would I... It's a show called A Musical where they have people who don't sing come and sing a song for a musical. And I said, I'll do it if I can do all of Muppet Christmas Carol in six minutes. And, 
and I did. And what was great is everyone knew all the words. It was a, it was a pretty magical, it was a magical thing, and I'll never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> How often do you do stand up? Do you still I, do I, it? Yeah, I still do it. I, uh, I, I used to do it all the time, and now I do it as much as I can. Is that but, terrifying? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is terrifying, but I, I've got to the point where maybe you're the same, where like, I get nervous every night. I, I get nervous before everything, but now I realize, oh, that's the thing you need. Like, that's the adrenaline. And then you go on. Once I'm on stage, I'm fine. It's the build up you're always like. But I think if you didn't have that terror, you probably wouldn't be very good, maybe. And do you know, in the, I, I, I just, do you think that's the most vulnerable thing you could do is write jokes and then stand in yeah, front of a Yeah, but can room? I stop you, please, Brene? I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. I've Go seen, right ahead, Brett. I've seen your special, and I would describe it as a stand-up special. Like, you're fucking funny for an hour. You say stuff, you, you're profound, etc. but you're funny. you got joke, 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 joke. It's one of the best stand-up specials I've ever seen. <laughs> so when you say you're... you're it's a genuinely good stand-up special. When people say, like, do you recommend any stand-up? I go, yeah, Brené Brown. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I don't think of it that way. I think of it just like research with some funny breaks. But it's, they're consistent. Your hit rate is massive. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Banger, banger after banger with you. We were texting with each other, and we were talking about comedy. And yeah. you said something that I would love for you to explain. You said drama yeah. without humor is not good art. Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw a film, and I won't name this film, but it was like a very critically acclaimed film, and it was based on a true story, and it was so depressing, and there wasn't a single moment of levity in it. And I was watching it, and I was with my friend, James A. Custer, if you know him, the comedian, and, uh, and at one point, I'm sorry, there was like an aggressive, horrible sexual assault that happened really slowly. And we were just watching it for like eight minutes. And I turned to my friend and I was like, that's entertainment. And I was like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, why? What's the point of this film? And I also thought, you read things, uh, you know, uh, first person accounts of the Holocaust. You read people who've been in war zones. They have jokes. Like, people laugh. That's what happens in real life. In darkness, people make jokes. So if you're making a drama and it doesn't have any humor in it, you, you've not been watching properly. You've not been watching the world. Like, that's when people are their most funny. I agree. Yeah. I think I shared that quote with you from Carol Burnett that I love that says, comedy is trauma plus time. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. think there's something, and you sh what quote did you share with me? Oh, I think it's Peter Eustonoff says, comedy is being serious, in a funny way. Yeah. That's basically it. All right. I want to read something that Vulture Magazine wrote about your podcast. So y'all know Brett has an amazing podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's where, uh, it's where you were very kind to do it. It was so fun. I loved um, it. It's called Films to be Buried With. Yes. Tell us the premise, and then I'll read the Vulture review. Uh, the premise is... The guest, I tell the guests that they've died and uh, they get to pick how they die and then we talk about death for as long as they're comfortable with <laughs> and, then, and then we talk about the films that meant the most to them through their life so I like, what's the film that made you cry the most what's the film that scared you the most 
what's the film, the sexiest film, etc. How did you come up with this idea? Like, that's really just, I know you're dark and twisted, but like, tell me. I don't know, I do love talking about death. Do you? Yeah, because I don't think we talk about it enough and it's like, uh, aren't you worried about it? <laughs> like, one day it's going to happen. And I think we don't talk about it. It's sort of hidden a bit. Like, everyone's like, yeah, 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 death. But <laughs> we don't talk about it. I'm like, I want to hear all of it. It was really weird when I had to think about, like, I had to tell him, I prepped for the podcast, like, how do you die? So I was very clear that I was like, I'm in my mid-90s. Mm. I just won a two-set tennis match. Like, so I'm healthy. But then you yeah, gave you me did. a lot of shit because I died on the moors. Yeah, you did die on the moors. And also... Yeah, I think you wanted to die in your sleep or something. Yeah. Which I, I was like, yeah, but you, something happened in your sleep. It wasn't just... No. Peaceful. It, wa- it was peaceful. Here's what Vulture magazine, how they described it. A meditation on death and spirituality, which itself is concealing an exploration of our most naked fears, hopes, and desires. I mean, that's really I mean, giving it a lot of credit. <laughs> I mean, I felt like we talked about Greece too a lot. Yeah, which is a meditation on life. And uh, <laughs> and you liked Greece too. I fucking love Greece too. Yeah. It's the best Greece. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Oh, what? Oh, oh, now you're angry. What? Greece, a film about a woman who has to change herself for a man. Oh, you're all fans, are you, you sexist pigs? <laughs> We got to do a little British... You got to help me with some words. Okay. Okay. Wanker. Wanker is a uh, jerk-off. Okay. First time on the podcast we're discussing this. Okay. Bollocks. Bollocks are uh, your testicles. But it also means, like, that's bollocks, that's bullshit. Oh, bullshit. Yeah. So, like... But also, I got the it. dog's bollocks is a good thing. There's a lot of uses out of bollocks. Like, oh, that's fucking bollocks. Then you go, have you seen my bollocks? And then the other version is, that was amazing. That was the dog's bollocks. Is that different than the dog's dinner? Dog's dinner is shit. Yeah, that's bad. Oh. So bollocks is synonymous with bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Okay. Bollocks. That's bollocks. Bollocks. <laughs> We have got to give it some intonation. Bolle- bollocks. Like here we would say like 15 no. syllable horse shit. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, but y'all don't say horse shit. I love that I've come on the classiest uh, podcast in the whole world and, and, and now people are going to be listening and it's just you and me going bollocks, bollocks. I'm just so curious because there's, yeah. there's so many different words. Are yeah. you actually a tea drinker? No, no. <laughs> Whoa, 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 the crowd's turning. <laughs> I drink coffee, I drink coffee. Oh, they're back, they're back, they're back. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. Pigeon sweat. Pigeon sweat. It is pigeon it sweat. It is, I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay, what do we have to look forward to? You know, what, what are you doing besides Ted Lasso? What else, is, what else can we, where can we find you? Where can we... Ted tell- Lasso is a, is, a, is a full-time job. I mean, and uh, like we basically write half the year and then we make it half the year. Are you writing now? We're writing now. We're writing season three now. London? Yeah. Yeah. 
can you tell us anything? That's that, 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 that a spoiler, but no like spo- a... No spoilers, but four of the main characters die. No spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah. Keely, yeah. Ra- raise your are you hand all you, out who you think's gonna die? Ra- raise your hand if you like Roy and Keely together. I do too. Tell us about your relationship with Phoebe. Ah, uh, I love Phoebe. So Phoebe is an actor called Elodie, and uh, when we first met, I, uh, the, you know the moment at the end of episode three when we're at the school and I go, Phoebe! And she yeah. runs after me. Yeah. That was like, in my mind, he, Roy Kent's like Bill Sykes from Oliver and, uh, and uh, Phoebe's uh, Bullseye, his dog. So he's like, Bullseye! You know what I mean? But it's like, Phoebe! And she runs along. She was so good that we were like, oh, we're going to have to use her more. And, um, and you know, I spent a lot of time, it's probably the, the youngest person I've spent the most time with. <laughs> And uh, she's sort of annoying because she's so much better than everyone else in the cast. And she always comes, she knows all her lines, she's got all, she, and you're, you're always, it's embarrassing. You're always like, oh, you've done your homework, have you? Okay, oh, great. <laughs> and, uh, and then you give her, no, she's, uh, she's proper. She's proper. And she does also want to be a, 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 a vet, vet in the wild. Oh, that's Yeah. That's amazing. She's, yeah, she's really something. Do you have, are there a lot of bloopers? Do y'all crack each other up a lot? Yeah, I can't do scenes. Actually, I can't do scenes with Phil Dunster, who plays Roy Kent. They take, um, he plays Jamie Tart. Jamie Tart. I play Roy Kent. I'm sticking with that. Uh, I can't get through a scene with him. We laugh a lot. That is a genuine problem. And then this year, I had more scenes with Nick Mohammed. I can't get through scenes with him. There's a scene in season two that I asked to be removed from because I was laughing so much. It was like, you're never, we're never going to get this. I was like, do I need to be in this? Like, just please cut me out. And I think if you watch closely, it's mostly the back of my head and me just <laughs> shaking. But it's very difficult because Roy Kent doesn't really smile. So if I smile, it takes ruin. So it's, Is that hard? It's hard, isn't it? It's hard. It's really hard, actually. It's hard. It's hard because everyone's fucking funny in that show. So the actor who plays Jamie Tart. Funny. Funny, right? Funny boy. And a Shakespearean actor, right? He's a proper actor. Yeah, he's a proper, proper actor. And he's so funny. And I don't think... There's a lot of people in this cast that I don't think knew they were funny. And you're like, oh, yeah, you're all comedians. And they're all like, oh, I'm Shakespeare. I'm like, no, you're a comedian. (laughs) They're all... Who who are the who are who who came to the show? You, Jason, Brendan. Who came to the show from comedy, and who came to the show from serious drama? Like Hannah, who plays Rebecca. Oh my God, she's like, so fierce. She's incredible. She's incredible, and she's a, she's a stand-up in her heart. I think that yeah, Juno's never done comedy. She was terrified. Funny. Phil. Funny. Oh, he's funny. Nick. Nick. Brendan. Me and Jason were had done were, were from comedy. Who else have I missed? Tahib. He's not he's not done comedy. Funny. Funny and then, that's that's surprising to me because the comedic timing of Ted Lasso is impeccable. Yeah. 
Jason Scott in really good instincts in that casting. Like, it, it, I, there's a lot of discoveries. You know what I mean? Like, I remember when he told me uh, he, he was going to cast Juno Temple. I shit myself because <laughs> like she's prop like a proper. If you've seen her other stuff before, yeah. the lasso, it's dark and like amazing and moody. She's like a real, real, real proper actor, and I was like, oh man. Am I going to be able to keep up with her? And then I met her, and she's so wonderful. And you just have to, you just have to look in her eyes, and then you, you're all right. You know what I mean? She's just pure light, like real thing. Yeah. All right. One last question about the show. Yeah. Who's at, who actually plays football or soccer on the show? Most of the most of the team, the, the the half the team that don't have the most lines, they're all kind of semi-pro. And all the others, I tell you, I mean, Sam's really good. I mean, they're all really good. They're all really good. Danny Rojas. Danny Rojas. Danny Rojas was a pro. Football is life. Danny Rojas, a pro. Uh, Phil Dunster, that that big, 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 big free kick he does in episode six, he did that in one. I mean, that was the greatest day of his life. <laughs> Okay, you ready for some rapid-fire questions? Uh Y'all ready for rapid-fire? Let's go. Don't pull those eyebrows on me. (laughs) All right, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Vulnerability is? Hard, man. (laughs) It's hard. It's hard. And, I, 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 you know, it's a struggle, isn't it? Oh, this is rapid-fire. That was the answer. (laughs) No, go ahead. Well, it's uh, like I get that. It's important, but I still find it. I still find it a thing you have to. I think it's how you're raised. And weirdly, I was thinking about this. My dad is a very open, loving man, but I, whether it was culturally or whatever, I grew up sort of like, you don't. I always felt like you don't show emotion, you don't show vulnerability. So it's still hard, but I appreciate that it's, you know important but that is why I go to the cinema on my own to cry <laughs> because I don't want anyone fucking see it you know what I mean I'll go with you to the movies I don't want you to see it Brene alright we'll all go to the movies and I'll cry and you can throw stuff perfect right. okay this is I'm so interested in the answer to this question yeah you're called to be really really brave yeah but you are really afraid. Yeah. You can feel the fear in the back of your throat. Yeah. What's the very first thing you do? Uh, sort of, what's this? Look up, connect, connect to the sky, and then just fucking go for it and trust that it'll be all right. Look up, connect with Look the sky. Up, fucking go, you'll probably be fine. And if not, tell yourself, well, it'll be a good story. Yeah. Like, if it's, a, if it's a disaster, it's going to be a great story. That's so right. So, either way, you win or you have a great story. Okay, I love it. What is something that people often get wrong about you? The, what people... I don't even... Mm, <laughs> vulnerab- the vulnerability thing. I'm quite shy, is the truth. So, I think people don't expect that. And I think they're like, bollocks. And like, <laughs> but this is a controlled environment. And I say controlled as in because there's barriers. <laughs> I, I can see you're shy. Yeah. Yeah. It's partly being British as well. I think we're, we're born shy. Like, it's very interesting in America. Everyone's like, I'm here. And British people are like, excuse me. So, sorry. 
All right. Last television show that you binged and loved. It's a sin. You see that? No. Russell T. Davis show about AIDS. It's fantastic. It's a sin. And a really good example of it's a drama about the AIDS crisis. And it's got so much funny in it. So funny. You'll cry. Funny. I'll check it out. Yeah. All-time favorite movie. Singing in the Rain. We, we see you, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> a concert you'll never forget. Billy Joel. Earl's Court. <laughs> Which when Billy I was like six. And he was on, and we had seats really far back, and he had a stage that spanned, and you couldn't really see him. And he's, and I was like, oh, he's funny. And he said something like, whoop dee doo, I'm spinning round. <laughs> and I was like, I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I, I, I'm so curious about this. Favorite meal? Chinese. What will you order? All the starters. Oh, just your heavy appetizers. I'll have all the appetizers and and then I'll buy their products. (laughs) I'll have all the uh, starters. The appetizers, yes. Yeah. What's your favorite starter? Mm -hmm. Spare ribs. Oh, got it. (laughs) I don't, you haven't had chips and queso ever before, right? Yes. Oh, you have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Renee was really uh, adamant I have tacos before this gig. And, um, and, I, and I did, and I believe the heights. All right, what's on your nightstand at home? Just let us have it. Uh, books. Books and a, uh, uh, one of them uh, sun alarms. I don't like, know. That's like the, the sun comes up in your room. Oh, yeah. Okay. Does, yeah. That, does that work for you? Uh, I, I still haven't quite worked out how, how to work it. <laughs> Okay, give us a snapshot of an ordinary moment in your life that brings you real joy. Ordinary. Just an ordinary moment in your life. Uh, this isn't that ordinary, but my favorite thing is, is getting in the sea, in the ocean. So if I'm ever in the ocean, I'm a very happy man. You're very happy that, man. Like, and I will just swim out and look up and be like, oh yeah, we're all specks of dust and nothing matters. And, uh, and that will make me happy. So that kind of sense of wonder and awe that right-sizes us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When everything's a bit too much, just get in the sea. I and love then that. you're like, reset. Okay. Tell me one thing that you're deeply grateful for in your life right now. I mean, I, I don't want to say, like, genuinely, genuinely, Ted Lasso, I, do, I, I, I love every part of it and the, the fact that I get to go to work you know at the moment we're writing I get to go to work with these people that I genuinely love that are really fucking great people that are really smart and funny and interesting and we can be vulnerable with each other and we can laugh with each other and I think I truly have like one of the best jobs in the world I mean probably a surgeon is better but it's still something yeah. We can tell that yeah. y'all love it. Yeah. Right? Don't, can't you tell? Yeah. All right. This is where he cheated on the five songs for the mixtape. So number one is actually, what do we think, Laura? Three songs? So first of all, he, he, he texts me and he says, 
can I send you five Billy Joel songs and then five other songs? And I'm like, no, dude, that's not the, that's not right, the jam, right, right, right? Right, right? It's not our jam. So number one, Scenes from an Italian Restaurant by Billy Joel. That's three songs. Correct. It's three songs, but technically it's one song. Number two, Heaven Help Us All by Stevie Wonder. That's one song. Let Me Clear My Throat Live by DJ Cool. Yeah. The Magic Store from the Muppet Movie. That's four songs. That is four songs. And Summertime by Louis Armstrong and Ella Fitzgerald. Yeah. In one sentence, what does this mini mixtape say about you, Brett Goldstein? That I cheated on the assignment? <laughs> that you cheated on the assignment. Yeah. All right, y'all. He's here. He's there. He's talking everywhere. Um, thank you very much. This is this has uh, truly been insane. Thank you so much for having me, Brene. It means a lot. Yeah. Uh, thank y'all for coming tonight. Y'all yeah. have fun and be safe. Brett Goldstein. Brene Brown. How much fun was that, you guys? A huge thank you for Brett Goldstein and the entire ACL Fest and C3 team. This will definitely not be our last live recording. You can find Brett and Ted Lasso on Apple Plus, and you can find his podcast, Films to be Buried With, wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll also link to it in the episode page. He is at Mr. Brett Goldstein on Instagram and at Brett Goldstein on Twitter. We'll also put all these links in the episode page. A couple of reminders. Every episode of Unlocking Us podcast has an episode page on BreneBrown.com where we have resources, downloads, and transcripts, and you can sign up for our newsletter there too. We're all grateful that we get to be together here each week to unlock the deeply human part of where we are together. Thanks, friends. Stay awkward, brave, and kind. Unlocking Us is produced by Brene Brown Education and Research Group. The music is by Carrie Rodriguez and Gina Chavez. Get new episodes as soon as they're published by following Unlocking Us on your favorite podcast app. We are part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. Discover more award-winning shows at podcast.voxmedia.com.